Well, hi there. You are listening to the Title Town Podcast. My name is Austin Gann, and I am joined, as always, by the one, the only, Daniel Marhanka. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. Packers football is happening this week, even though we won't see a lot of our uh, famous stars that we all love. We will get to see a heavy dose of a lot of guys, including Jordan Love, for the first time. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, we found out that Aaron's not going to play, which is not really a surprise when you consider that he didn't play. Obviously, there wasn't preseason last year. He he didn't play at all in the preseason in 2019. At this point, kind of doesn't really need it, especially coming off an MVP season. Doesn't really need it. More time to see Jordan Love and see and what Kurt he's got. <laughs> and can't forget Kurt. Can't forget Kurt. Can't forget him. He, what a, what a a nice little side storyline he has he has been huh he's a great guy yeah it, i mean i think he's totally embraced the green bay life uh i mean what's up with the packers and backup quarterbacks just having these electric personalities because you had tim boyle right who was another kind of mm-hmm. cult, hero, cult hero to green bay and now you have kurt who's just i mean riding his uh longboard through the streets of green bay taking selfies with fans after almost every practice. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're just a likable guy and you're in the quarterback room of Green Bay, you're going to get the hubbub of most yep. teams' actual starting quarterbacks. So yep. I think if you were to look on Twitter some days, you'd think that Kurt was the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he has the clout of the starting quarterback. Yeah. Yes, he has the clout. <laughs> Which of is great. He's a great guy. I love it. I love yeah. to see it. I mean, I hate to be the Debbie Downer here. But, I mean, he's not going to make a roster, right? You know, I think he definitely has a spot on the practice squad. We'll kind of have to see, you know. It's not going to be the Mike McCarthy quarterback school in Green Bay any longer where you have their backup quarterbacks for 10 years plus and you don't really see them improve a whole lot. I think what you are going to see, though, is possibly him coming in on the practice squad and playing scout team. And then, you know, God yeah. forbid an injury happens to any of the QB1 or QB2s, then he would be mm-hmm. brought up. But I, I I don't even see that honestly happening. I think if that happened, they bring in a veteran guy. But, I mean, you could right. see how his development works through this season and then maybe next summer and then have to make a real decision on him. But I think you at least need to bring him back for morale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring him back for the people. Bring him back for the people keep everyone happy <laughs> yeah for sure and then with with jordan getting a lot of play time that's also going to be a lot of opportunity for people to overreact on the internet yes yeah god so forbid this kid has a bad throw or throws an <laughs> interception if he airmails one pass you know how many times people are going to see that one clip oh, it's going to be awful but it's going to yeah. be on all the packers facebook groups <laughs> and go this kid's a boss uh, I'm, I just can't wait for a hashtag like bring back Blake Bortles or something like that to kind of surface. <laughs> but yeah, um, with that said, Matt LaFleur indicated and said that, you know, Jordan's going to get the majority of the playing time in preseason, which is not a big shocker at all. But he did name Jordan as the starter for this Saturday night's game against the Texans, the first preseason game. 
And I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing him playing three full quarters before Kurt even is talked about. I definitely think, you know, he's going to be playing three, at least least three to three and a half quarters of play. Yeah, almost every game. And, you know, I think what will be great is maybe, you know, next week against the Jets. uh, I don't see it in the Bills game happening, but, you know, Maybe Jordan Love having one or two series with all the ones. Yeah. You know, I think that would be really huge. I think that's something that we could actually get a gauge on. And, you know, there's a few things that I feel like the coaches and a lot of the um, Green Bay press have been kind of talking about. And that's just the emphasis on him getting his footwork down and him getting in and out of the huddle. Uh, a little bit quicker. They say once he's playing in rhythm, he looks great. He looks like an NFL starting quarterback, but some of the off schedule stuff when he's late getting into the huddle and different things like that, it just ends up falling apart. And, you know, these little um, inconsistencies are definitely normal for a rookie quarterback. Cause last year was kind of a wash. It was really a red shirt season without, I mean, we weren't privy to how much he was actually practicing. Was he running scout team, yeah. different things like that. So this right. year, you know, he's able to take all the snaps with the twos, which is something that Tim Boyle did a lot of last preseason or mm-hmm. uh, I should say training camp, the truncated training camp that we had. And so getting to see him play this summer, will be awesome. And hopefully during the season, he gets to take a lot of fourth quarter kneel downs because we're up by a lot. So let's just hope and pray that, you know, we don't have to see him in too much actual regular season game action. But, you know, this is definitely something to get excited about. This is the future of the Green Bay Packers organization, most Mm -hmm. likely. So, you know, it's time to get excited. But like you said, no need to overreact if he misses a pass or two. Yes, he's going to have growing pains. I'm, and I'm also going to just have to turn off Facebook and Twitter for at least 24 hours. <laughs> you won't have to worry game. too much about Twitter. It's Facebook that you have to worry about. The, uh, the people the fa- on Facebook, man. <laughs> the, the Facebook groups are absolutely relentless, man. They will go after the throats of these players. I think Twitter, Twitter is bad. Like Packers Facebook <laughs> is 10 times worse and 10 times I've heard, more dumb. I've heard I've heard Reddit is at least 20 times worse. So I, I don't even. <laughs> oh, really? I won't even go to that. But yeah. No. I mean, I think. No, do you remember last season when they, when an actual beat reporter, I can't, for, I can't remember who it was, but after MVS fumbled during the Colts game, and the first question that was asked to Matt LaFleur was, how do you live with MVS? Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Who was it? Oh yeah, it God, was one yes. of them, but that was that's so brutal. Like, <laughs> that is brutal. And that's how that's the intensity of Facebook at all times. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah. that beat reporter got ripped a new one for that. But, you know, that's just mm-hmm. what you'll find on Facebook constantly. So it's so it is not a place for really positive bad, reinforcement. Really bad opinions. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to have to avoid that for a few days. I'm just excited to see it for whatever it is. Yeah, and to have football again, I'm excited. Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about a little bit more of some guys to watch on Saturday night, but definitely Jordan Love is kind of a newsworthy thing because this will be also his first game played in like 600 or 700 odd days. Mm -hmm. So that's that's amazing in itself. That's crazy. It's going to be his first time stepping on the field 
you know, playing a live defense, which I think honestly next week with the Jets coming in for some joint practices, that will do a lot in his development because, you know, Rodgers is not going to want to have a whole lot of snaps in that. But I think Matt LaFleur could really use that as an opportunity, play against a different defense, play against a different scheme and kind of see some live tackling too. I think that'll be awesome for him. Do you remember in 2019 when they had, I think I want to say it was, yeah, it was the Texans that they came through for that and how much Aaron hated it. Yeah, he was very verbal. I think he's still been verbal. I know Matt LaFleur made a slight about his comment. Uh, what was it last week? I think. Was it? Just, oh, I must have missed it. I think he said something on the regards of, I know Aaron's been really vocal about that, <laughs> about hating joint practices, but I honestly think it's a good thing. I think it's great it's for, good the thing for the guys, guys to get that live action. A few, you know, I definitely think if you've watched hard knocks before of just how intense those practices are when they'll mm-hmm. bring in another team is really something that I think needs to be said. And I think, you know, it's going to be really, really good, especially for our defense to kind of build confidence uh, going up, getting some more live periods. I know live tackling is not a thing that Matt LaFleur is a huge fan of, especially when it's his team against his team. So kind of letting the guys loose and play more aggressive should be fun to hear about uh, on the Twitter. Yes. And I, I understand that from the perspective of Aaron, right, for the veterans, I mean, it's very vanilla. You're not yeah. installing anything. It's very basic schemes, offensively and defensively, but it's good for the young guys, again, like you said, to get the live snaps against people that are not on your team. Yeah, it's very just, you know, prove what you're worth kind of mm-hmm. practices. It's not, you know, how much do you know? It's what can you do physically against another team? And so yeah. I think those things will be great for, you know, young offensive linemen, young defensive linemen, some of our running backs, some of our, wide receivers who aren't getting a whole lot of uh, snaps with the ones and stuff like that. So I, I think it's going to be pretty beneficial next week. Yes. And we'll be, it'll be fun to see if Aaron takes any slights or <laughs> you know, press conference back and forth. Like there was in 2019. That was pretty fun. And yeah. that was back at a time too, when it was like, Oh, how's it with Laura and Aaron's relationship? <laughs> that was like the first like public disagreement. Yeah. Uh, good times. But Daniel, what, I mean, what else is going on? Anything else in the last week? Um, as far as press conferences or practices that stood out, I mean, non, I guess, non-practice related was Charles Woodson getting in the hall of fame. Yeah, absolutely. Tremendous. I mean, Charles Woodson, you, you at least text me once a month saying, I can't believe Charles Woodson was a Packer because it, it does kind of seem like a dream because he was, you know, obviously he was a great player in Oakland and then really came into his own as a leader in Green Bay, which was just so cool to see. And I'm sure, you know, if you've seen uh, some of the documentaries on the 2010 team, uh, usually they cover how Charles Woodson came to Green Bay kind of reluctantly, Mm -hmm. but it was the best offer on the table. And then him just taking this defense, taking a leadership role. And I think, you know, him winning – the super his Super Bowl and his Defensive Player of the Year award in Green Bay makes his career so much like uh, I guess you could say cooler because you know a lot of people still think of him as an Oakland Raider, which is just so strange yes. to me because you know right. all of his really strong accolades were with the Packers. Mm-hmm. But right. I mean, what a tremendous career! And uh, I know I I haven't watched his full 
uh, enshrinement speech, but what I saw made me want to run through a wall. When he had all of his ex-teammates, all of his fans Mm -hmm. stand up, that was super cool. Yeah, Uh, I just, I cannot believe Charles Woodson was a Green Bay Packer. (laughs) Anytime I go back and watch old games, Charles makes a play, I'll text Daniel that as I watch a playoff, and I just... (laughs) It was so great. And I, I oh, who, it was Andrew Brandt uh, over the weekend was tweeting about Charles and how uh, signing Charles was the hardest free agent he ever had to sign while he was with the Packers <laughs> because he, te- he would uh, call his agent every day for 30 straight days with wow. the offer. And Charles, you know, they declined it every time. And then finally they gave in and said, yes, he would sign. So that was interesting too, to hear that story. Yeah. But, uh, I think, yeah. you know, Ted Thompson was definitely, I mean, one of the slights that a lot of people have on him is that he didn't bring free agents in, but the ones he did really always hit. You got to think of Charles Woodson, Julius Peppers, like those guys, obviously the 2014 team didn't win the Super Bowl, but if they would have, I think we would have been talking how we talk about Charles Woodson as a Packer, the same as Julius Peppers, just that leadership, that big playability, you know, that leader in the locker room, definitely so. I mean, I was so happy for him. Definitely glad that he got that gold jacket. Yep, absolutely deserved it. Um, anything else practice-wise coming back to practice or training camp, or do you want to just dive right into other players we want to talk about for, for game one of the preseason? Uh, one interesting thing is the Packers have kind of been having, you know, one pretty intense practice and then kind of let off and then kind of go back and forth between those. And so – you know, after family night, they come out on practice and non-public practice on Monday. And, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't Aaron Jones. There wasn't Kenny Clark. There wasn't Rashawn Gary. Guys like uh, Equinemius St. Brown weren't there. Kingsley Kiki, Chohan Winfrey, Will Redmond. So that list kind of grew from what it was with just, you know, David Bakhtiari, Kevin King, Zedarius Smith. So, you know, um, I know Matt LaFleur was asked about that. He said the guys that weren't are have been out of practice the more recent ones so Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, those guys it's not a long-term thing they should be out a week or so but that's just something to kind of keep an eye on so you can pretty much rule out I think those three names for getting any preseason snaps I really do think they'll be cautious with those guys and we won't see mm-hmm. him until week one in New Orleans, but definitely just something to keep an eye on. I know Zadarius Smith worked with the rehab group today, which has been the yeah. first time since the start of camp. Usually he's in the Hudson Center until around the end of practice, and same with Kevin King. He's been coming out a little earlier and working with the rehab group, and you know that was a good sign with Josiah Aguara, who's now back, is you know he was in, he wasn't really around the first few days of camp, and then you know, once he was in that rehab group, he was back pretty soon after that. So just something to keep an eye on. You know, I, I definitely think we'll get Zedarius and Kevin King back next week. And then maybe the week after get Aaron Jones, yep. Kenny Clark and start uh, kind of focusing towards the Saints. Because, you know, that Bill's preseason week, a lot of the guys who are on the bubble will focus on that. But most of the veterans... Yes during that week of the last preseason game, which is interesting because I think they added another week before the start of the season after the preseason game. Is that true? So I I definitely think there's an extra week in between. Yeah. I definitely think the veterans will start working on the saints a little earlier. And I think that's awesome. You know, 
And I don't know if there will be much of a Saints team come week one. <laughs> uh, yeah, depending on who's the quarterback. And, Obviously, we have a few you know. more weeks to talk about that, but it seems yeah, like we'll every, full... every day this week I've seen another Saint player is out for that game, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and the whole thing with Michael Thomas is super interesting, too, to follow. They won't There's have Will Lutz. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's becoming a disaster down there. Yep, so that might one might be a bloodbath, but we'll talk more about that one in the future. Uh, who else are you looking forward to for Saturday? As for the first preseason game against the Texans, who else are you looking forward to seeing? Obviously, besides Jordan Love, he's the main headliner. But uh, I would say one of my main ones is Eric Stokes. I think you know Ooh. I'm I'm not sure how much he'll play, uh, but if he does, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. Um, Mm-hmm. I can't I'm trying to think of some different guys, but I definitely think he I mean, it depends on if Jawan Winfrey plays, because I think he's a name that I definitely think um, if they are going to keep a six wide receiver, I definitely think he has the upper hand above Funches and EQ right now. Really? I do. And, you know, we've been hearing things coming out of camp that you know, Funchess is working on special teams. EQ's working on special teams. You know, these guys are definitely know that that's where their main contribution is going to have to lie. If they want to get on the roster, you cannot say, you know, I'm a veteran, so I'm not going to do that. I think, you know, one thing that Maurice Drayton has been pretty clear about is no one besides probably Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love are exempt from running special teams. <laughs> right. And so I, I think, you know, I think just Jawan Winfrey, young legs, probably willingness mm-hmm. is definitely going to be there above, you know, an EQ or a Funchess, even though I love the idea of either Funchess or EQ on this team, just because of their, you know, they're a little bit bigger than a lot of our other wide receivers. So just mm-hmm. red zone possibilities, I definitely think are higher, but having a Jawan Winfrey out there, I really like that idea. He's an, I think he'd be a nice pairing with, you know, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, you know, all right. the other guys, but I don't know. That's just it's a personal an, preference. It's an interesting pick. And I had this thought too, I mean, between EQ and Funchess, I wonder if Funchess has a leg up purely because he's under contract for another year. Versus yeah. EQ is not. And there's so many wide receivers that are going to be free agents after this year. Yeah, if they opt to keep the guy that they have under contract because he opted out last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he, they, it, I don't know how to say it. he doesn't lose that year. He doesn't get paid. For that yeah, year. and He's I think contract that, for two years. That's an interesting thing too. With a lot of these on, I think the Packers are going to end up having to cut or hope some of these guys pass waivers to get back on their practice squad. I really think they have a lot of NFL ready talent that will be on their practice squad or that will get picked mm. up from other teams. But I'm wondering if trading a guy like Funchess isn't a bad idea. A veteran wide receiver who has, you know, two years left on his deal, Mm. maybe trade him in a week or two before the conversation heats up and teams can go, oh, we can just get him because he's going to get cut by Green Bay. Try to get, you know, a fifth or sixth round pick out of him. Maybe gain that Texans pick back, the one that Mm -hmm. you sent to get Randall Cobb. So I, I don't know. I think the possibilities are pretty much endless. Going back to That's the preseason game, uh, going back to the preseason game, I think yeah. a guy, another guy to watch for me is TJ Slayton. I think, Ooh. you know, he's had an interception this training camp. He's also had a few nice pass 
defenses at the line. So I'm excited to see him. I've heard he's just a monster of a man in person. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if we can find that, if he can kind of break out during the preseason and training camp, and then we're able to kind of put him on the line with Kenny Clark, you know, Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, Kingsley Kiki, you know, have a nice rotation of really big bodies to stuff the running lanes. I'm all for that. So I would say those are a few of the names I'm watching for. Yeah. Another one uh, for me too, is Josh Myers. Interesting yeah. to see how he's going to do. Yeah. Of course too. I mean, the running backs, Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor, especially if Aaron, Aaron Jones is going to be out. I mean, I don't think there's any yeah. realm where he plays. So I could see how much Dylan, time Dylan gets. I, I could see him going a series or two, but I really do think the Packers are going to use him a lot. I think a lot of their offensive plans kind of tie back to him and Aaron Jones. So God, I'm I don't so excited for AJ Dylan. That's just <laughs> that's gonna be I'm so I mean, excited for him this year. That is the thunder and lightning combo and they are gonna light up this year. I, I don't think that there's gonna be a more productive backfield in the NFL between them two. And so I definitely think, you know, Patrick Taylor and Kylan Hill are some guys to watch because, you know, there's some positions that are just really hard to gauge in training camp practices, especially mm-hmm. when they're not being tackled. So watching right. those two guys run is going to be really great. Yeah. So a little sidebar for the combo of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Have the Packers ever had a better backfield with those two, <laughs> in your opinion? Uh, Paul Horning and Jim Taylor, of course. <laughs> <laughs> good answer um, way not to be but, some victim of the moment but you know <laughs> that was history. that was quite a few years ago so uh-huh, i think in in modern history i mean you can think of you know i don't know maybe i i don't even want to say the 90s duo but yeah i definitely think you know maybe james starks eddie lacy <laughs> maybe yeah james starks and eddie lacy that was a total joke <laughs> yes <laughs> they were oh, they were always man. good by they were good by themselves but once they you know 2015 and stuff i mean they were okay but they just never seemed to be a good combo one yes, would always I, drag, I think it was a good combo one would always drag the other down where i feel like aaron <laughs> jones and aj dylan you can kind of play off of each other yes and they complement each other so well and i you know i love the combo of jamal williams last year with with Aaron Jones, but just yeah. AJ is just so different. He's just a different back. Yeah. And so they complicate they complement each other so well. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited for AJ Dillon. I'm pumped. Yeah. Absolutely. I just need I just need it. I need the regular season, Daniel. I yeah. enjoy every day. I gotta enjoy every preseason game. Enjoy the moment. But I just I gotta have it. Gotta have it. Anybody else uh from game one before we get out of here? I don't Any think so. Thoughts? I'm just excited to watch Packers football. I really am. I yes. I'm probably one of the rare people who go back and rewatch preseason games just you because I like I like seeing, you know, some of the guys that we may not see a whole lot during the season, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited, especially, you know, if Jay Sternberger plays a lot, that's another name to watch out mm-hmm. for. Another but, one. Just um, Aguara too if he plays. Just Aguara. Yeah. So those guys who may not necessarily play every snap during the regular season, getting them in kind of more predominant roles during the preseason is really exciting to watch. Yep. For sure. For sure. Well, uh, we'll have a, a little recap after that, that first game and 
we'll capture our, our raw thoughts after the game and what we're thinking and how you know how it went. So uh, you'll get another episode here in a couple of days afterwards. But uh, yeah, that just to- that should be up either Saturday night or Sunday morning, so you can kind of look out for it. It will be a shorter show, kind of just recapping uh, the preseason game and kind of what we saw. So that should be a fun little uh, wrinkle in the normal schedule. Yep, for sure. Well, uh, Daniel, let's get out of here. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter at Daniel Marhanka. That's M-A-R-H-A-N-K-A. Where can people find you at on the internet, Austin? You can find me at on Twitter at Austin Agan. Uh, you can also follow at Titletown Post on Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Uh, posting, posting plenty of Packers content there. Uh, we expanded it a little bit a while back beyond just the podcast account uh, just because we're trying to provide a lot more content. So we expanded it to the Titletown post. So be sure to follow that and you can keep up with uh, all the stuff we're creating over there. I'm really excited with what we're putting out. I think it's great stuff. So, and I might be biased, but that's just, you know, you're a little biased. Opinion I have the mic. I would say we're, yeah, we're I, having, we're having a quietly good start. A quietly good off. A quietly good off season. Uh, do we want to get into that? Or do we want to leave that be? No, nope. uh, just leave it. Okay, we'll leave that be. Uh, anyway, be sure to follow the podcast also on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Share it. Uh, until next time. See ya. Adios.